Candid. Conversation number two. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams and I'm your host and I am joined by Pastor Pat. Welcome, Pastor Pat. Hi, everybody. Good to see you. Hey, Julie, how are you today? I'm well, thanks. How about you? Oh, doing great. Thanks. Good. So we are knee deep in our psalm series. There are, how many psalms are there, Pat? There are 150 psalms, but that's a little misleading because like Psalm 119 has like oodles and oodles of different divisions in it. But, um, but they're all from the heart. Every, every psalm is from the heart. Nice. So over the next few weeks, we are selecting a few of them um, to share with you and the the lessons that are um, learned. I'm not sure if all the ones we've selected are written by David, but this one was. And this one was, was last yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just these candid, real, gritty, authentic conversations with God. And many times in that psalm, God back to uh, the writer, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. so wh- what did David do with these psalms when he ri- wrote them? I think a lot of them were put to music because mm-hmm. you'll see at the beginning of some, it'll say from the choir master, from the choir master. So I think uh, I think some of these were probably put to music in the temple worship or as people went to festivals and, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. I mean, we used to sing 300 bottles of beer on the wall <laughs> on the bus, you know, all yep. the way down to one. So I think this is probably better. They, yes. <laughs> these were songs that concentrated on God and relationship with him and that he's there in the tough times. And yep. uh, it, it, they're beautiful. They're just beautiful expressions, conversations. Mm-hmm. When well, we still sing this one today sometimes, right? Creating me a clean heart. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, even today, there's scripture songs that we do sing, so mm-hmm. it's not unprecedented for sure. Very neat. Cool. You know, it's interesting in this particular psalm. It is a psalm of repentance, uh, confession. Mm-hmm. And um, we like to think of those things as being very private. Yes. You know? In this particular case, um, you go to Second Samuel chapter 11, uh, which is what um, preempts this uh, confession to God. And you read the chapter, it is just heartbreaking uh, of uh, David, um, kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was probably about 50 mm-hmm. at this time. Normally in the spring of the year, they go to battle engagements, military engagements. It's just, it's just what kings do. Mm-hmm. But he didn't go on this uh, particular campaign, and he was home. And I think he was bored. I think he was lonely. And so we read the passage uh, or the story over in Samuel, Second Samuel 11. And um, he's, his home or the, where the king's dwelling was must have been on a hill looking down on the city. And he looks down on a, on a young woman taking a bath. And, you know, I've heard stories where she did that on purpose, trying to catch David's eye. But there's just nothing in Scripture that speaks to that. Culture of the day, that's where you bathe. That's where you had the most privacy, is up on the roof. And that's where the water would get warm from mm-hmm. the sun, you know. 
So I, I don't think she even knew that David was looking. But instead of being a gentleman and saying, whoops, you know, yeah. he, you know, kind of let his imagination get away and sends for her. Her husband was uh, one of the soldiers in battle and was gone. And uh, he has an affair with her. And I think she was probably at first kind of coerced into it. He's the king. Yeah, who would say no to the king, right? Right. So he abused his, his position, mm-hmm. his, his uh, uh, authority. Uh, he, he was an abuser. And uh, that's pretty sad. That makes my heart sad. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then she becomes pregnant a couple of months later, and, and still he doesn't own it. He sends uh, for Uriah, her husband, who's in battle, and uh, calls him back uh, on the prete- uh, pretext of having a, uh, give me a report of the battle, mm. and um, sends him home hoping that uh, he would spend the night with his wife. And, um, and then people would figure when she's pregnant that it's from Uriah. And so he doesn't sleep at home. He would not allow himself the comfort of home and all of his um, comrade in arms, the brotherhood, uh, uh, his brothers were on the front line fighting. And so two nights, for two nights, David tries to get him to go home. And he wouldn't do it until... Until finally David sends him back up to the battle with a note. The guy carries his own note to the general that calls for his death. Oh, I mean, just betrayal after betrayal. And and he's killed in battle on purpose um, so that David could marry Bathsheba and, well, hopefully um, hide his sin. Yep. It's so tough. Like, you can just see how, like, he made one, you know, maybe he looked where he wasn't supposed to or yeah. lingered too long looking. Sure. And then that led to one more thing, which led to one more thing, which eventually it's like a snowball effect oh, or like a, like a spiral, tangent, right? you know, like, you know how, like if you think of a triangle, it starts off together and mm-hmm. eventually they get farther and farther apart. The bigger yes. they, the bigger they get just. It's a good analogy because yeah. that's exactly what happens. And, um, so he marries, uh, marries her. She has the baby. And Old Testament uh, historians think that probably a year went by. And um, I think God was hoping, well, God knows all things, but I think mm-hmm. God gave him a chance to confess it on his own. And so he didn't. And so Nathan, his pastor, uh, was brought into his spiritual counselor was brought into the story he confronts david and i will say this i do love this about david when he's confronted it was almost a relief i think yeah because in his conversation with god he says oh verse one have mercy on me because of your unfailing love you know because of your great compassion blot out the stain of my sins wash me clean me from guilt purify me from I mean he goes from one extreme to the other you know mm-hmm. I think his heart was easily was soft that way yeah you know yeah I wonder what Nathan was thinking mm. to like go and confront the king about yeah. not even just like oh I think you said a bad word like, <laughs> no. not that we shouldn't and this is the other thing right like is that sin any worse than whatever yeah. you and I have done like sure. is what David did any worse yeah, and so Nathan goes to David 
and tells him a story of a guy, of a rich guy who takes this poor guy's lamb because he's having friends over to eat and uh, instead of butchering one of his. And, and so David's incensed at this poor guy getting taken advantage of. And Nathan says, hey, that's you. I'm talking about you, yep. you know? And so it was pretty gutsy of Nathan yeah. to um, realize that, okay, you know, he may be the king, but, you know, he's just, he's just one of God's kids. Yeah. So, so I, I thought that was pretty amazing. But I think what's cool, I, I think David really respected Nathan. Yeah, he, you well, know? he must have. Yeah. He was probably the only guy who could go in and have that conversation. Yeah. And so his heart's broken about it. And I love that he owns it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid, uh, I, don't, I don't know that my heart was all that soft. I, I was pretty happy to try to get away with something, right? Well, I mean, are, <laughs> is it a sin if no one else knows about it? Right, know, right. Kind of a, is it like, a sin a if nobody else yeah. knows? Yeah. And, and so I, I kind of get that. But David, man, what, what a long, long year that must have been oh, for yeah. him dry spiritually have that weighing on you mm. Mm. how exhausting to try and control the universe of who knows yep. you know have i hidden my tracks well and um can you imagine uh, somebody once said we're only as sick as our secrets that's an amazing statement yeah that people would um the things that we try to hide or cover up um you know it, it just doesn't normally work and so God knew about it and confronts him on it. But I love his heart. I'm so grateful that his heart was broken about it. I wish he hadn't done it. Yeah. It cost Uriah his life. Mm-hmm. You know, it broke up a marriage. But, um, but it is interesting um, that his heart was really gentle about it, was broken about it. He, in fact, he says over in verse 3, I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. And um, that word haunt, it means in front of. It was constantly in front of him for a year, even though he didn't acknowledge it. But when he went to bed at night, he stared up into the blackness of the uh, ceiling. Yep. Uh, it, was, it was right there in front of him. And he owns it. He says, against you, a you alone have I sinned. I've done what is evil in your sight. And I think that's a real key, Julie, because I think if we look at our culture um, wrong, it's kind of a a line in wet sand. It gets erased quite often easily, right? And so it doesn't matter if what I think is right or wrong, what does God say is right and wrong? Yeah. Uh, Yep. I would say right now in our, in our world, the, the line of right and wrong is is pretty blurred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and then the other thing is I think people compare themselves to others. Yeah, you know. But you know what? I and I, I read recently. I was you know on the Google researching some things, sure. and I, I came across this thing that said it's easy to hate the sin that you're not guilty of. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's so true. It's so, so easy true. to say, oh, I've never murdered someone. I'm not right. as bad as that. I've not, I've not, you know, done this or that or this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, God, God doesn't see sin like we do. We, we put mm-hmm. stages on it. We put, um, 
that's more right and wrong than that's more right and wrong, you know. And and so uh, it doesn't matter what we think. It, God says that when we disobey, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no. I don't think there's any layers of sin uh, with with God. So, all right, you haven't robbed a bank, but uh, but uh, you know, you gossiped about somebody mm-hmm. or tried to hurt their reputation. Yeah. You know, or you you lied on your taxes. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to give a little bit more on the rebate. You know, yeah. back to the church. Well, okay, but so it's it's justifying. And, um, but David doesn't do that. He really confesses. He acknowledges. I think that's ground zero for us as believers. That's mm-hmm. where we must begin with God each and every day yeah. of our lives. Yep. Don't let these things build up. No, right? it's like he, uh, it's like he clears our browser history every, uh, Oh, I like that. <laughs> every yeah. day, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, every time we ask him, I guess, I guess I should say not yes. every day, but you yeah. know, when we need it. <laughs> yeah. Clear out the cash, right? Yeah, that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, I, I, you know, he says, purify me in verse seven, purify me from my sins. I will be clean, mm-hmm. wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. And, uh, have you, have you ever thought about, um, just how dirty and sweaty and greasy we get like oh, during yeah. the summer, you know? So uh, my, um, I have my older daughter now her hair comes down like way past mm, her waist now right. it's past her bottom and yep. she went to camp um not this past summer of course but the summer before mm-hmm. and she was on her own there mm-hmm. and so you know I, I think she maybe had a shower or two but her hair is so long and thick so she didn't bother washing yep. it and, so, and uh i had put it in two braids for her at the beginning of the week and said leave them in as long as you can well she left those suckers in all week oh, oh goodness and she went swimming and she told me i mm. went swimming every day so I didn't really have too many showers. And I yeah. said, great. And I looked at her hair and I think it had half the beach from camp. <laughs> clumps. Of, I'm not kidding. When I say clumps of seaweed That's just had funny. gotten like woven into the braids. Yeah. And like she said, my head's itchy. And I'm like, well, there's a, there's a stick in there too. Like it was just, I said, I don't even know how to tackle this. That was a shampoo twice kind of situation for sure. But did she ever look sparkly after? It was oh. almost like, oh, look at you. You smell good. Yeah. You look good. You're, you know, you're glowing almost. You're, she was glowing, you know? Nothing like being clean, yeah, right? Yeah, that's Nothing right. like feeling fresh. And um, and so David spiritually was saying that. Oh, yeah. Lord, you know, clean, wash me. I'll be whiter than snow. Purify me. Um, I just love that. And he just wanted to, he just wanted to feel clean on the inside. Yeah. I, I wonder sometimes, uh, maybe somebody who's hearing us today is tried to stuff some things down in a way. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I just encourage them. They're not enjoying it, you know? No. Um, and so ground zero, confess, acknowledge, uh, ask God to, to cleanse make clean david goes on to say hey would you restore joy Mm -hmm. give me my joy again you know um i i love that restore to me the joy of my salvation make me willing to obey you Mm -hmm. so absolutely i i think the idea when we try to hide things we lose our joy many times yeah the ability to enjoy god the ability to want to be with him it just kind of dries up, you know? So, Pat, I know I know this is something that I struggle with sometimes is, you know, 
if I've done something, I'll confess it. And, but sometimes I have a hard time letting it go, mm-hmm. even though, you know, I've apologized or done what I could to make it right. How, mm-hmm. what are some tips you can give us on how to like forgive ourselves or let it go? Do you know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. have it still linger. Yeah, I think, I think we, um, we we are our own worst critics, right? Yeah. We're the worst. And so, you know, okay, God can forgive me, but I can't forgive myself. Well, what's that saying? That's saying that in a sense, we're kind of putting ourselves, we don't mean to, but we're kind of putting ourselves above God. Mm. We're saying, oh yeah, well, an easy thing for God to forgive, but I can't forgive <laughs> me, you know? And I, I think... I think it's realizing that um, when we realize how much God loves us and that there's this incredible uh, grace that, and mercy that is available to us, to us I, then I think it helps us to be able to put things in the proper perspective. Well, if God forg- can forgive me, then I can forgive me. Yeah. And learn, I think we, you know, somebody says, well, when I forgive, I don't forget. Well, I don't think he can forget right? Yeah. I think that's where we learn our lessons. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's where we, we, we hope that those are the times that, that, um, we don't warn work. us, mm-hmm. oh, you that's know, a good, teach us. Yeah. So that we're not, so that we can prevent ourselves from making the same that's right. mistake again. Yeah. So I think that's an important part of it. I think, uh, being able to, to forgive is, really uh, one of the most godly things that we can do, whether mm-hmm. it's ourself or somebody else. Yeah. You know? Yep. And, um, and being able to get our joy back, <coughs> excuse me, being able to get our joy back is just an amazing thing when we're walking with God, being able to do that of, Lord, I just want to enjoy being with you. I don't want to have to wonder, uh, you know, oh, I've tried to hide this. Well, you can't hide it from God. So own it, confess it, and enjoy the fact that he wants us to walk with him. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of the message here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's a good word. That's a good word. All right. Any closing thoughts, Pat? Well, I just encourage people uh, to be able to walk with the Lord, to enjoy him, mm-hmm. and to start fresh. Just every day as a believer, yeah. start fresh. Don't let it pile up and create in me a clean heart, he says, (laughs) and renew a loyal spirit in me. That renew means repair. Yeah. And I love that. And I hope this week that you'll be able to walk with God. And maybe it's been a while. Come back to him. He's there. He loves you. Just acknowledge, confess, own it. And he will give you joy in place of, um, of guilt. So... That's kind of a hard subject to talk about, but I think it's needful, right? It is. Oh, totally. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Pat. And if anyone listening would like to get in touch with Pat um, with any questions or to talk about anything, to pray together, you can always reach him, Pat, at waynefleetbic.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me with um, podcast suggestions or any feedback, I'd love to hear from you as well. And you can reach me at julie at waynefleetbic.com. So we're glad that you've joined us and we look forward to connecting with you next week as well. Have a great week. You are loved.